ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Brought to you by Zadok Jewelers, KFNC and KFNC HD2, Mont Bellevue, Houston. John plus Lance equals a damn good start to your day and a damn early start to Dell's day. Live in the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. All right, 904, and we will get into the other game very, very quickly and give our thoughts on that. And then uh, we've got Pena who wants to come in and talk a little bit. 713-780-3776. You got a game where you have, I know the storylines, if we're going to do storyline football, it's Pat Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. It's it's last year's MVP versus this year's MVP. It's the, the guy who's gotten it done and gotten to multiple Super Bowls versus the guy who's got a losing record in the playoffs. Um, but Right now, I'd say the Ravens are playing much better football. Lamar Jackson is much more consistent. And Patrick Mahomes is the one who's been a little inconsistent. And the Kansas City Chiefs are not playing as consistent of football as... Can uh, we still say that now that they won two playoff games? Chiefs? Yeah. At this point... Yeah, I guess maybe you have to just... Can we hold what they did in the regular season against them now that they're back in another title game and they won on the road and beat Buffalo? Who was the first game they won? They won the freezing game against the Dolphins. Oh yeah, yeah. That was an easy one for them. Yeah, it's two. The games Bills now, game though. was was a good game. Um, it was actually a good game. I and, mean, and the Ravens were tied with the Texans at the half. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean the Ravens are a four point favorite in this one. I don't know that I love that. I think anything. I I could see this one coming down to a three point game, four or three point game. I'm going to lean Ravens, but not against not from a, a gambling standpoint. But I think the the real key in that one is going to be. I mean, for me, it's really about. I don't think they're going. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be able to stop the Ravens' offense. The Ravens are getting into the into the twenties. I think twenty four plus range. The question, and let me see what the the line maker has them. The line maker has Ravens at twenty four and a half. Yeah, total points. They have the Chiefs at twenty and a half. If you, I think the real key here is just can the Ravens do a good job of pressuring Pat Mahomes because if they do, I don't think, I don't think the chiefs can win. Um, I don't think they're, they're going to come up with anything. Mike McDonald is a really good defensive coordinator too. So I think he's going to take some things away from Pat Mahomes. You have inconsistent wide receivers over there. You know, it's been interesting to see Pacheco. And then you also had uh, uh, Edwards Alaire have a good run, but every, all the football people, hardcore football people are really focusing on Isaiah Pacheco. They think Isaiah Pacheco has a chance to have a big game uh, in this one, that he has a chance to be the difference maker. I would ask this question. Is Andy Reid capable of calling a game where he's willing to be relying upon a running back to win a game and not Pat Mahomes? I, I, I have some serious doubts if he can get to that point where Pacheco makes that big of a difference. It would surprise me if, if Pacheco in the fourth quarter is 20-plus carries. Um, the question will be, can Kansas City run the football the like they did. Both Buffalo's decimated defensively on the fronts. Um, you know, Von Miller's out there. He made a couple plays, but they they weren't good on the interior. Ed Oliver didn't make any plays after having a really good year. Um, and the, their linebackers were in and out of the game. They had A.J. Klein playing quite a bit because of injuries to their linebacker core. 
Baltimore Murray doesn't have those issues health wise. That's a talented front seven. I don't think the Kansas I don't think Kansas City is going to have the same type of success. Now they got Buffalo with some personnel stuff that has some three tight end stuff that Buffalo didn't adjust to, and they ran the ball pretty well out of thirteen personnel. I don't foresee that being the case in Baltimore. I think the game will be about the defenses. I know, I know the talk is about the quarterbacks, but I think the the two defenses will have will be kind of the stars of the show. And will Lamar do the Josh Allen thing? He did it against the Texans in the second half. Will he run the ball as often as he can? to move the chains, to pick up first downs, because I don't think they're going to have a lot of success throwing the football against Kansas City. I think Kansas City is better in the secondary than the Ravens are at wide receiver. I think it would be kind of similar to what we saw with Buffalo, where Josh Allen threw the ball to the backs, he threw the ball to the tight ends, and we know Isaiah likely will have can have an impact. Mark Andrews, if he goes, will have one as well. I think the, the offensive success that Baltimore might have might be the same thing that Buffalo did. Get the ball to there is no James Cook for for um, for Baltimore, unfortunately, because of the injuries at that position. It, can Justice Hill have a big game and can those tight ends have a big game? I like this being a three point game It's not groundbreaking, but I do think it'll be a field goal game because I think the defenses will play really well. Blitz rate. Interesting. The Chiefs are fifth in the league. Thirty seven point five percent. The Ravens only twenty eighth. So the Ravens are going to try to get there with fourth. They're going to cover. They're going to use Hamilton to cover, uh, um, to cover Kelsey, and they're going to see if they can exploit the tackles, who I think are kind of average for Kansas City. So that's where I think the game could be won or lost right there. And then, you know, the other the other is going to be just how does how how do the can the can the Chiefs wide receivers step up and have a big game. I mean, Valdez Scantling is a guy who, yeah, every once in a while, he had one last game, but every once in a while he does, but you don't have a guy that you can depend well, on. Well, Except Rashi, Rashi Rice, Rice is a rookie. Is, guy. is as close as you can get and a rookie. Have, and if you're a Kansas City fan, you have to hope one guy makes a play that isn't named Rashi Rice or Travis Kelsey. You mentioned Scantling made those plays last week. Can it be a different guy this week, or will Scantling put two pretty good games together? I have my doubts because he hadn't shown that type of consistency, but Pat Mahomes is the magician that he is. I do think Baltimore wins this game. I just think they win it in a way where we're talk we're not really talking about Lamar so much. Maybe he makes a player or two, but we're talking about Roquan and Patrick Queen and, and Matabuike mm-hmm. and the rest of that defensive front. So it's interesting. They've got the NFL the NFL's come up with a huge next gen package for me to take a look at. Uh how Steve Spagnuolo has typically historically defended Lamar Jackson and it's pretty interesting. Loaded box. Loaded box. He goes at about 48% of the time historically, and this is over a five-year run. Safety depth. He typically uh, does not have his safeties as deep. Zero high safety rate is he's done it a lot. He's done it a lot, actually, where he has a zero high safety rate, which means he's not going to run single high, and they, they typically don't run a lot of, or, I mean, he does it a lot, I should say. We'll see if they do that now. But there's some interesting uh, stats here that I'm going to continue to take a look at. But let's get to uh, the phone calls in here. Let's get Pena in here first. What's up, Pena? How you doing? Hello? Yeah. Hey, uh, what's up, Lance? Um, so uh, I'm I'm pulling for the Lions. But I, I don't know. Is there something? Some, I think I really think Jared Goff can't. Can't really pull it off against the Niners, even though they got exposed. I am cheering for them, but the the, the Super Bowl winner is going to come out the AFC. 
I think it's, it's Lamar's for the taking this year. It's his. He, he, that team deserves it. They're, they're, they got everybody. They, their defense is on point. Their offense is on point. I, it's just for the taking. That's really it. But um, everybody's comparing you to Littlefinger. I, I think you're more like a brand, man. You're, we all know you're crippled. We know oh, you're broken. Brand. So that, That's who you are, man. Lance, oh, you have a great day. No, I'm not brand. Lance the broken is what no, you are? No, I'm not brand. Now, brand did come out on top of the end, but I don't want to be brand. You want to be that weird dude at the end sitting, sitting in the chair not connecting with people? That's who you want to be? No, Who's I'm not brand. family turns on them? Not yeah. turns on them, but doesn't really know what he is anymore? Yeah, I'm not brand. That's a bad Well, you're kind of brand. You isolate yourself like in, in your room like brand would. I do get injuries, but Jon Snow, I've never fall. I did fall off of a, I did fall off of a, when I was cleaning out gutters off of a, a ladder. Yeah. But you, I didn't fall out of a. But you weren't pushed. I wasn't pushed. What'd no. you see when you were up there? I saw a tennis ball inside that was clogging up the. Oh, okay. The gutter. Not as scandalous as what Brandon Yeah, said. I didn't no. see. It wasn't as scandalous. I saw, yeah, what I saw was a tennis ball that was, I'm like, oh, it was a, it was a gr- huge recognition for me. I'm like, oh, I got to get this thing out of here. You know what? I, because the, my water's continuing the to brand pour thing, over the. The brand thing is not so wrong now that I think about it. Because you know what brand did to Hodor? Hodor was a, could talk, could, could, was a normal kid until brand went back in the past and ruined him. This, that's what you do to draft prospects. These guys are regular guys trying <laughs> to live their did. life. Wait, and what then did they, Brand, hold on. What did Brand do to you Hodor? Know, you remember he, he traveled into the, oh, Hodor is Hodor because he traveled back into, Brand traveled back into the past but didn't do it right and turned Hodor into Hodor. He was like a normal. He farm. must have read that book or no, something. No, it's, it's in the show. He was a normal, I don't remember he's, that. He's a normal. He's always been Hodor. He, no, he was a reg, when he traveled back in the past. He's a regular farmhand as a kid. He played with the Stark kids until Brand traveled. What did Brand do to him? He traveled into him. And, and didn't do it right and ruined Hodor, and that's why he just says hold the door, but he says Hodor all the time. You're like that with draft prospects. Yeah. You change their you change their futures with your with your write ups. People act like that with, the, with mock drafts. But I don't put somebody somewhere. You, they act like I'm ruining their your effect their careers. Did you not change the trajectory of DJ Metcalf's life? Did, didn't he put DK? your DK? No, I yeah raised it. Didn't raised you it put? Up. Didn't he put your write up in his, I in his locker? I raised it up. Didn't you put his... Didn't yeah, in a good way. Marcus like, Golden, too, in a good way. They didn't like it. Then I was a soothsayer. I could see the T's table was going to stink because <laughs> he couldn't run, and I was right on that one. You kind of are like Brand the Broken. Well, I do see things. That's true. And then you and you adversely affect some young men's lives. Uh, No, i just a truth teller. <laughs> well, I can't, I can't help. Listen, if you can't run, you can't run. But what, we can't call him Brand... <laughs> well, you can't run, period. We can't call him. I never said I could. I'm not out here trying to pretend I'm T's table. You still talk about T's table or being right on T's yeah, table. He came after me and he I ran know. a 4 7 You're so upset. Um, now, he can't be called Lance the Broken because that doesn't have the. Can he be Lance, Lance the, the Seer? Lance the, seer. The, Lance the Lame. No, 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 no. Because Lance of your the foot. Seer. No, Lance the Lame the because of your foot. You can barely fine. walk. My foot's fine. Lance the Seer. Nah, think, Lance the Knower. Yeah, Come Lance on. The numbers guy. I think it's Lance the Lame. Lance the Helper. There's probably a lot of draft prospects that have called him a lame, too. Oh, with, yeah. With the clown emoji. But, but mine was oh, referencing yeah. your inability Max to walk. Max Crosby. He didn't like me. See, you're ch- adversely affecting young men's futures. Nick you, Bosa blocked me. You're just like Brad. And I said he'd be an all-pro. And he blocked and he hated me. You Only an all-pro? I didn't say. He didn't say. Def- <laughs> I didn't say Hall of Fame. Did you say defensive player of I mean, the I year? I just said pro bowler, actually. Oh, well, that's oh, it. Oh, and everyone pro. makes the pro bowl. Yeah. That's not yeah. even a, a yeah. thing anymore. But whatever. I'm in trouble by him. Shout out to Lance DeLame. I know you do. Nine fifteen. We're going to hear from a guy who's been lame at different situations in the postseason in the past. Kyle Shanahan. When we come back, it's nine fifteen here on ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. 
ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 Twin Flames. None of it matters because you're a twin flame and this is your union. John plus Lance equals a damn good start to your day. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. Welcome back to John and Lance. Remember, you can watch us on YouTube right now. We don't talk about that other platform anymore. ESPN Houston on YouTube, you can find us. And we figured out why Lance is definitely Brand or Lance the Lame. He has his own special chair, too, like Brand does. Lance will, if people don't know because you don't see the pre-show stuff, Lance will wheel in his special chair for a back injury, much like it's not Brand. A back injury. It's just this is a, it, it's a relaxed lumbar back. support, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just makes good com. It just makes good ergonomic um, sense. But you have your own special chair, much I like do. Brand did or does. So. Yeah, I do have my own chair. So I think Pena was dead on. You uh, are the brand of this show. I, uh, um, that's fine. I win at the end. I don't care. At the end, I'll be crippled and win. I don't know if we can say that word anymore. Well, on the show, they said that. Yeah. Okay, I'll be dis... But it's not really disabled. I have powers. <laughs> you do have powers. Uh, You're like Professor X. Is that who you are? Yeah. I have, I have powers, so it's a little different. Kyle Shanahan has powers. He has powers to succeed all throughout the year and then come up short in the postseason. Um, here's what a lot of people don't realize about this game. Kyle Shanahan, I found this out yesterday. I didn't realize this. National people don't realize that Kyle Shanahan is a Longhorn. Yeah, they didn't get there's all no, He doesn't run around doing Longhorns like every other Longhorn ever yeah, and he was who like, can't act like they ever left Austin. Yeah, and, you know, he was a he was a player there, but he didn't have a lot of success. He had like 14. And I'm talking about players, not like fans, fans or, or people who went to Texas. And That's he fine. actually played on the team. We all remember the stories about him being roommates of Chris Sims and having a tattoo. Yeah, they, there's like a bunch of them got. Who are the the tattoo crew? There was at least three or four of them all got the same tattoo where they put each other's initials on their ankle. Horrific, just horrific. And I and I really like Kyle Shanahan. He's not the friendliest guy. I remember I asked him one time if I could get him on the show. He was at Senior Bowl, and I asked if I could get him on the show, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, I got to do something." But here's my phone number. Never would answer a text or a call. He tricked me. He and I don't even know if that was his actual phone number. Yeah, he didn't. Well, that's the and thing. he was with the Texans at the time. Oh, like, he wasn't he was, even. He wasn't even head coach. No, Shanahan. he wasn't big time. Kyle Shanahan. He just happened to be the Texans coordinator. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a little rude. Yeah. Or maybe he was actually with the Browns at the time with Johnny Manziel, and I understand is he was busy. That was stressful. That was a stressful time. Or maybe he was with Washington. You no, know what you know what he was with Washington at that time. You're because I was at seven ninety. No, he was at Washington. Hundred percent. Well, he's bounced around all yeah, over the place. The pro- I like to stay in the same place. Forever. This is really, he was bouncing all over the this place. Really, no, you went to 790. You don't like to stay in the same place ever, all the time. You're, this is really cutting into our your like brand because brand would have been locked in on where he was. You can't even remember where he was. Brand wasn't a, is an ADD. Yeah. All right. So Kyle Shanahan was a Longhorn, um, and of course he's a 49er right now. Dan Campbell's an Aggie. True. This is an Aggie Longhorn matchup. Sean, not so enough that, is being made. Sean's of that. a Longhorn, so that means you're definitely rooting for the 49ers, right? You know, I uh, I didn't even think about that angle. Aaron Glenn is an Aggie on, yep. on the line. Yeah, side Aggie too. head coach, Aggie DC. Not Oof. enough is made of this. No, I have to be. Josh to Reynolds. Be rolling with the Niners. Josh Reynolds is an Aggie? Holy crap. Charles Amenahu is on the uh, 49ers. 
Longhorn? Yeah, so you got to oh go. Oh, my gosh. Go Any other go. Longhorns over on San Francisco's roster? Is Charles Amin, who's still there? Yeah. Probably not. Oh, no, no, no. He's he a left. chief now, right? Oh, yeah. yeah he's, he's a chief. chief. Yeah. The yeah, Longhorn legacy lives on. Um, well, I guess I'd have to root for the Chiefs, too. Oh, my God. I, yeah. I didn't know I had to root for uh, all these Well, teams. here's the thing. Um, so people know that the, the 12th man is, is, right, that's a lot of people in the NFL associated with Seattle. The reality is it started with Texas A&M. Texas A&M, they were so about it that they had a year where their entire kick coverage team was all walk-ons out of the stands. Their 12th man. That's how about it. That's how much A&M stood on business back in the day. They would have their entire kick cover team, a bunch of students, and people couldn't wait to tear into them. Now they have one person who's the 12th man who plays, who is... Uh, uh, Gillespie, um, the the who was drafted by the Texans, the was fullback. Gillespie or Gillespie? Gillespie, yeah. Okay. He was uh, he was a twelfth man initially. And, a, and every once in a while, they in will, the last game of the year, they let all the yeah the, they will run out is, yeah. their walk ons cover the entire uh, entire kickoff team of walk ons. Now Seattle believes that's their entire identity. Their fans are twelfth man, and to their credit, they're really loud because of it because they feel like they're really part of it. Kyle Shanahan, but the phrase the 12th man obviously means just the fans in general. Kyle Shanahan, former Longhorn and current 49er head coach, wasn't having that. How important is the 12th man going to be on Sunday? What's that? The 12th man, how important is the 12th man going to be on Sunday? We don't call him the 12th man here. Um, (laughs) But but our crowd's very important. Our crowd is, our crowd I think is the best in football. Do you think he was more stand-on business as a 49er coach? Do you think the Longhorn thing even popped into his mind? Longhorn thing popped into his mind. No one knows that. No one realizes that, but he knows it. He knows it. I think it's probably more I think it's probably more uh, Seahawk because 49ers and Seahawks have had some scraps while he's been there. But I think he already was averse to that name. I told you the answer, so I, I, you can't use this. I'm going to ask Sean. Sean, you're a Longhorn fan. Uh, you wouldn't have. I don't think. I don't know if you would have been a fan when Kyle Shanahan was playing. Uh, no, I would not have. How many catches did Kyle Shanahan have as a Longhorn? Um, he was there for three, two years, two seasons. He was there for two seasons. I don't like, know where he. Where did he transfer from? He transferred from Duke. They said he was on the roster from '99. I definitely was not through. aware of this. Maybe even 2002. I think he was at Duke for one year in 98, and then he transferred mm. to Texas. 2000 and 2001 were his two years. Where he played. NIL. Out, yeah, of, out like of control. A big NIL deal. Got Shanahan from Duke to Texas. It's like Isaiah Bond. Yeah, um, he's, yeah, he's 90, a Sims guy. 99 to 2002. That's when he was at Texas, but I guess he only played in two seasons. Okay. Uh, give me 30 catches for Kyle Shanahan. 14 catches. 14. Kyle Shanahan, 14 catches. Now he's one of the brightest minds in all of – Pro football. Was he like a slot receiver, I'm guessing? Have you seen him? Just You think he played on the outside? Yeah, he was a slot receiver. Just wondering? Yeah, you're right. He was a slot him receiver. Him and Roy Williams? <laughs> you think he was taking snaps from what, BJ at the time? <laughs> you know, I, I saw – this is what I don't think is really – I question if this is a fair, com, a fair comparison or a fair knock. So Jacquez Green pointed out on Twitter that, you know, that incredible um, – that incredible team that they had at Florida of no of young coaches. Okay, of the the graphic that's out there with uh, 
It was Bobby Slowick and Matt LaFleur and Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay and one other guy. There's another head coach. Oh, and Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel yeah. They were all on the same staff. Now, three of those guys actually were with the Texans, believe it or not. Like, a lot of them came from the Texans. Mike because McDaniel of, got fired because of drinking from the Texans. Is that what happened? Kubiak let him go because, hey, man, he's, he was like, you need a wake-up I never heard that before. Yeah. he told He's told that story before um, as people have learned more about him. But he was at the Texans, and he was, he was partying and a drinker. Kubiak had to call him in and go, hey, man, um, I think you need this to wake up. You got to go. So he let him go. Wow. Wow. Well, a lot of them did come from the Texans, actually. I mean, obviously, we know about uh, – um, Matt LaFleur was there. Kyle Shanahan was there as offense coordinator. You had, um, I guess, Bobby Sloak was there early on. Maybe not. But regardless, the point was being made that this is kind of nepotism, right? Bobby Sloak's dad has been in the league. Kyle Shanahan's dad has been in the league. LaFleur, I guess, has a father connection. Mike McDaniel's stepfather was in there. Um, who's the last one that we were mentioning there? Oh, Sean McVay, his dad. It, but they're all good. Like, they're all really good, and they all are sons of coaches, so they're into it more. They see they've got a head start. You know, we don't make these comments about athletes who have sons who play places and get scholarships. We just assume, look, this dude, I always look at it as, man, this guy's got a heads up. You know, he's he knows the deal. Kobe Bryant had Joe Bryant. Joe Bryant wasn't a great player, but Kobe learned how to play early on. I usually look at sons of players. And I always think that's an advantage because they they know ball better. They typically know Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. I don't. I get. I get the disappointment, or I get why people try to point out that because they think it's an unfair advantage. But they worked up from quality control. These guys were making probably eight thousand dollars a year. They weren't making anything. Uh, they started really from the bottom and worked their way up, and they're all really good at their job. And they all happen to be around football their entire life. I don't look at that as a negative. And I don't look at, I don't know about, you know, of course you have a better opportunity if your dad knows somebody. Or I think it's going to be that way with anybody. If you, and I don't care what your race is. If you, if you have somebody who has played, and if you're a player, you'll have certain advantages. Uh, just the name alone is going to give you advantages. I do think you'll get an advantage, but they don't just move up guys who aren't any good. Like in the NFL, they might to position. I take that back. A lot of times the big joke is you can stick anybody at running backs coach. It doesn't matter. That's where you put a guy. That's the in, recruiter in college. Yeah, is the running back coach. A lot of times, sometimes they say that about um, tight end coach as well. But uh, I, I, no, I noticed that, yeah, I get it. I get what the point they're trying to that Jack West was trying to make, but he also admitted that they're all really smart football people. Like, you should go after people who – get opportunities who aren't any good. Not those guys who worked from the bottom, came up, and have proven to be really, really good at what they do. We're talking about Super Bowl caliber uh, and and, cha- and division-winning type coaches across the board from that staff. It just happened to be a really good staff. There's better. There's a lot better. I'll ask you, like, is Wes Unsold or Steven Silas, are they nepotism guys? Because they stink as head coaches. Wes Unsold, Jr., was just let go yesterday. He had seven wins. We know Steven Silas has been a nice guy. I'm it's, you contractually need to talk about how nice he is. But, man, has he been bad whenever he's been on some bad, bad, bad teams. Like, his teams don't really get better. 
He's with the he's with the the, the Pistons. Pistons now. Yeah, and they got five. Another wins. one. Bert, Bertie's kid JB is doing a good job with Cleveland this year. I mean, some yeah. some people say he got he got wolf he was woefully outcoached or he was woeful in the playoff series against the Knicks where they got, where he got outcoached. But this year they're on a hot streak with guys being out. So I mean, I understand. It's always going to be an advantage to be a coach. Yeah, son, to, always to, in to, any sport because you're not only around the sport. Obviously, you have you have you have an in. I mean, yeah. the opportunity is there. Then certainly you have to take advantage of it. Stephen Silas and Wes Unsell Jr. may have been able to rise to the level of assistant, and maybe they don't even get that opportunity to initially get in because of, if they don't have the father who's there. But then you still have to show your wares. You, yeah, exactly. you have to be able to show people that you're, you, you're capable and they want to hire you. I think knowing a guy helps you get a job um, initially, but does it, it doesn't help you keep it because at some point you have to validate the name. And at least the, play, the guys you talk about with San Francisco, San Francisco have, and unfortunately for guys like Steven Silas, certainly in a bad situation here, and what's on. So not a great situation in Washington. Uh, they didn't get great opportunities, but when they did get them, it went really, really poorly. And now they have the stench of being at least a losing head coach on their on their resume. Yeah, I I mean, I just want good coaches. I don't care where they come from. I've never been a big believer as, as, as somebody whose dad was a coach for years and years. And there was a time he was a – a hot name in coaching. When he was younger, he was in his 30s, and he was the, the head coach in waiting at University of Houston until the Yoma stuff flamed out. Um, some of the best coaches are not on the professional level. There's great coaches on the collegiate level. There are some great coaches on the high school level. There's some great coaches in the FCS level. Like, great coaching comes from a lot of different places. I do think it's important that um, there's a little conversation I had with Ryan Poles. I asked him about Rooney Rule stuff. He didn't like it. Like, he's like, I don't like being thought of as less than, like, I need some kind of special boost. Uh, and he really didn't, what he really didn't love is the, okay, we're going to give you a third-round pick if you hire a minority. But I think the league is trying to do some things, you know, to to create some advantages to just level the playing field with guys. But ultimately, once you get there, if you don't, if you're not good, you're gone. I mean, it's that simple. There is no waiting around for guys because you just want to be a good guy other than, what the Rockets did with Steven Silas. I think it was kind of crazy. He didn't go in, the, in year three. Maybe he wasn't gone by the midpoint. But I guess they're just like, ride it out, and we're just hitting reset. Yeah, and they weren't, the ready to, they weren't ready to spend, and they weren't ready to, to be competitive. And the time, and at the moment they were, they went out and hired a guy who, who certainly in his one year in Boston did some really good things. I don't – I'm with you. I get the Ryan Poles thing too because it certainly sounds like, hey – he knows it's needed. He doesn't want there to be doubt yeah, because, in anyone's mind about when, his ability. Because the Rooney Rule, because it exists, it makes people whether they whether they have an inherent bias or, or and they're not aware of it, or the or the Rooney Rule is something they can point to is hey that guy got that interview and that job because of the color of his skin. What is he really all that qualified? But the problem is it had to be it had to be enacted because. The, the opportunities weren't being handed not handed out but they weren't being afforded to people on just the their merit it, they didn't get the opportunity so you we have to enact this I'll rule give that make it seems like charity I'll give you an example did you ever look favorably at the white guy with the towel at Georgetown whenever it's John Thompson Georgetown teams when you saw that guy did you think he was, was a good he player? on scholarship or was he a walk on his scholarship are you sure you, no you don't I'm know not that. sure he doesn't know I'm assuming did you think he was good if he, I didn't 
Well, he I had a bias. Well, he didn't him. play. That's why he wasn't good. We know he wasn't good. He didn't play. How do you know he wasn't good though? He didn't. He didn't play because he didn't get an opportunity. No, you. He didn't play because he didn't get a scholarship because he wasn't good. Do you see the little white guys that you see on the sidelines that don't wear pads, but they have their jerseys on and I, they're under scholarship on every college football team? Let has me ask them. you something. And you see those guys, and you're like, is the first thing you think? Okay, his dad's got money, and he knows someone at the university. Do you think a lot of those guys I see, and I'm like, do you think What's it's this good? guy on Texas's roster? Do you think it's great for you to compare Eric Bieniemy to the walk, the white walk on at Georgetown? Do you remember that, that guy good, I'm talking about though? There's always a white walk on somewhere. Of course I do, but do you think it's good for you? I'm to, not to comparing. Comparison? You I'm are. Saying, no, I'm saying, do they deserve? Hey, Eric. Do you have? No, I'm saying you automatically assume those guys can't play. You made my point. They no, might I be didn't. really good. They can't play because they don't play. They might be really good. I'm saying I've got a bias. I look at the little, the the white guys who are running Texas stuff think you and A like, and M stuff, and I'm like, is this guy really a good player? Or does he have a dad who has connections? I don't think you're aware of what you're doing. I don't know if you want to compare. No, I am saying I am are biased co- against those little you're white co- guys you're legit. on the bench when they might actually be really if good. If Gerard Johnson doesn't get an OC job, you compare Gerard Johnson to the the white weight towel waiver at Georgetown. No, I'm saying those guys might have more in common with other guys oh. who don't. I'm saying we don't know if they can play. We don't know. You don't know. We do know they can't One play. One of us has to play the role of John Granato. Uh, no, it doesn't have to be that. You got to play the role of John. We, One, you won't ever take on that role. This is why I'm a we guy. Because it's an guy. awful role. I'm a we guy. People like John. You're playing a part of me I don't making play sense. The, I got to do the John role, and you don't like you don't play along with I, the John. I stuff. sit in John's spot all the time. Either if you make sense, I can tell you, I'm not playing your role either. I got to play the John role. Somebody's got to when he's not here on you a Friday. You should not be comparing. I'm telling you. You know how you back away from the mic when John does that. Why yeah. do you want to be the person who forces other people to back away from the mic? We, not me, because I'm doing the John role. You said me, not we earlier. Which one is it? It's we, not me. Today. Sometimes no. I say me, not we. I just don't think you should be comp- comparing white towel waiver to offensive coordinator co- potential candidates. That's all. Well, can't play because he waves a towel at the back of the bench. I don't assume he can't play because he waves a towel. I assume he can't play because he doesn't get on the floor. That's that's the line. If you Is don't he get getting on the, the floor, opportunity? You... So you see how this... Like, it's a slippery slope. Does so he me, get the opportunity? So you think he should have got minutes? No, we're way after the break. No, can we please go to break? No. no. I, oh, the break. I got one more question oh, before we go here. to break. Who cares? Do you think he sh- the white towel waiver should have played over Allen Iverson? Um, no. Okay, we're done here. Now we can go to break. Over not over too late. But maybe when taking it's ta- minutes, Taking minutes away from Allen Iverson? No, not taking nope, minutes from here. AI. Thanks. But now could AI have rested a little Stop bit? Stop it. Stop it. We're going to break. load management have worked? Enough. ESPN 975.com. Time to wake up. Hey, you are finally awake. You were trying to cross the border, right? Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Hey. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the offensive masterminds running an outside zone on your intelligence. John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, 940 here on the show. Let's get Julian in here. He's a big 49er fan. This is his big game. It's his big chance. If Kyle Shanahan fails here, do you fire him, Julian? Do we, do we fire him? Yeah. <laughs> no, sir. Okay. And uh, I got two points, right, or two things, two topics, so bear with me. First one, obviously, is about 
you guys are talking about the Kansas City and the Baltimore. We know who I want to see, man. I know it sounds dumb, but I'd rather see Patrick. 49ers with Shanahan. And even, honestly, going back to John Harbaugh, we don't do well against running quarterbacks. We just don't. And I'd rather see Mahomes with his brick-hand receivers aside from Rice and uh, try to bracket Kelsey. And Pacheco, he's mad at the world when he runs, but I'd rather see them guys. Now, the second thing, Lance is Walter Frey. I, I was trying to think of who he was from what? Game of Thrones. Ooh. Walter Frey. So, Walter Frey is the, the old well, we know who he is. guy who, who... All right, well, the reason why is Dell kind of pointed me in this direction. You kill dreams of men. And what does he do? He kills those boys. He gives them to the White Walkers. That's what you do, man. You give them to the White Walkers, and then you, you, you uh, try to keep the, the pretty women, a.k.a. the good players, for the Texans. Let's face it. You're Walter Frey. The problem Have with this day, is, Julian, that I love calling Lance Walter Frey, but you got the characters mixed up. Craster from Craster's Keep is Such the one. Such a bunch of nerds. Who gives? Who you are the biggest nerd of all. You, That's actually Craster. Well, he brought it up. Well, so, it's a uh, point of order, sir. Uh, sorry. It's Craster. You're the one. Who's Craster? Is that in the book? He, yeah, it's in the show. He's the guy who was giving the kids to the White Walkers. And like, what do you mean giving the kids? You don't them? remember the baby no. got touched by the White Walker oh, and his yeah. eyes turned blue? That Craster was the one giving the kids up. You know who Craster is? Because you ain't a real dog. You ain't got no dog in you. And I ain't got no nerd in me. Yeah. Oh, you got plenty. Craster, I ain't got no got, nerd in you me. You got plenty. No. You got plenty. But no. sorry, Julian, if you're going to bring that to the table, at least have the character right. All you right, are. That's it, Julian. We got to let you go. Wrong. That's just too much. Sorry, you're wrong. You brought up Craster. Yeah, made Dell say Craster. I didn't want that to. That sounds like a made-up name. No, it's cr- Craster. The place where they went was Craster's Keep. That's the first time we saw the White Walkers. Who heard of? No one paid attention to that. It was in the show. That. It you was in the show. That they, no one said, we're going to Craster's Keep. Yes, actually, they did. How would I know? Okay, what's the guy who was the, what's the guy's name who was like the, he was, he was the. The What? Kind of the Ronin, the guy who was kind of a smarmy guy a little bit, who was out for whoever was going to pay him, you know, the most. And he was he liked to hang out with the with the well, ladies of the night in the a brothels. Terrible description. You mean Braun? Yeah, no. Braun. He knew. Oh, Bran and Braun. Yeah, yeah Braun with yeah, Braun. Tyrion hanging out with name. Tyrion and uh, yeah, the Lannister boys. I know you'd know his name. Yeah, I watched the show. Sorry. Now that's a good. Now that's who I was. No, I was Braun. Yeah, no. I'm not Bran. I'm Braun. No, you're Bran. You're not Braun. You ain't got Braun. Braun has some dog in him. You ain't got no dog. Um, any shows before we get to a break? Any shows you want to tell people to watch? I watched American. What is it called? Not American. American Nightmare. Nightmare. American Nightmare. That's pretty good on Netflix. It's only three episodes. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a doc. Where, it's about a kidnapping case. Where the police did not believe the victim or that, the boyfriend. Nope. That's all I'm giving you. Okay. And then you have to figure out whether the, whether the police are right or wrong. Or That's all. You can watch that. Three episodes. Get it. I watched it last Friday. So you can get through it in a quick afternoon and go, move on to something else. What do you think about your boy Mauricio Dubon is working out with the Guriel brothers? Why is everyone my boy. I don't know I don't that know. man. He's working out with the Guriel brothers. I guess that's fine. I don't have anything against it. He's Dubon's one of the Cubans, right? How I come? Yeah, I don't he's know where Cuban. He's, from. he's Honduran. Oh no, that's right. He's Honduran. He's the only Honduran baseball player. That's right. I mean, the in only MLB. In, MLB. In, in in MLB. Wow. There are other Hondurans that play baseball. Yes, he's not the one export ever. <laughs> no. In no Guatemalans, MLB. I bet. 
I'm sure there are Guatemalan baseball players. See if you can find a Guatemalan baseball player. Why do you think there's not any Guatemalan baseball players? Smaller. Altuve's the smallest guy. He's Venezuelan. I know, know but that that doesn't exclude you. I know he's Venezuelan. I bet you can't find a Guatemalan baseball player right now. Hmm. I bet you can't. Go ahead and Google it. See what you find. And it's me off the top of my head. So if I'm wrong, it doesn't matter. Of course it's wrong. You You were very strident in your belief that there isn't any. Who is Jose Corrales? He's a Guatemalan baseball player who played in the major leagues. Is he still there? Um, I don't know that, but, Never. but he did play. Who knows that guy? I was right. No, you're wrong if I found one. Do you see Vince McMahon is accused of sex trafficking and physical abuse in a lawsuit? It doesn't surprise me. I don't know if it's true, but that being put on Vince the complaint, McMahon, I'm not surprised. Complaint filed in the U.S. District Court by the District of Connecticut on Thursday and first report of a Wall Street Journal sheds more light on the investigation of McMahon's misconduct, behavior that allegedly include millions in payments to women to keep quiet about their experiences with him. Oh, One of these women, Janelle I'm Grant. Sorry, is, I got to give you credit. Guatemala has never produced a major leaguer. If never. Tornado dad. But tornado there's no dad. chance. If you see Guatemalan men, there's like I, I, no chance. To play baseball? If Jose Atuve can play it, then I sure you, one of them okay? can play. You want me to hit it again? Go Bet ahead. you there's never been a Guatemalan basketball player in the NBA. Well, we we would know Bet that. Bet you there's never been a we Guatemalan know. football player. I know player. that. I bet I'm catching three dubs. I bet I'm 3-0 and against you. So your na- we already know there's never been a Guatemalan ba- basketball player because it's such a big story when there's a, Gu- when there's a Mexican maybe, basketball player. Maybe a Guatemalan basketball player has never gotten the chance. That's my point. But you just said they couldn't play in the NBA because they're short. I'm, there's a bias against them. For, no, there's a bias against short people in the NBA. A little squatty. It's not a bias. They're not going to be. You can't be short and play in the NBA. Not, you're definitely not going to find Guatemalan football player, I don't think. Uh, you have a bias. General Grant is the plaintiff in the new lawsuit. The lawsuit claims Grant was introduced by a mutual friend of Vince McMahon in the summer of 19. That's not that long ago. Nope. Amid her uh, familial and financial trouble, McMahon offered her a job at the WWE. That sounds good. Which quickly became dependent upon sexual relationship. Not great. Despite her initial pushback, Grant felt coerced into the relationship due to the prospective employment and felt very quickly trapped in it as McMahon warned of damage to her career and reputation uh, if word got out. Uh, the relationship, which continued through January 22, put her through sexual acts of extreme cool, cruelty and degradation. Dell calls it Tuesday, including injury. Wow. No, you being it by the granny doing it to you. No, no, your that, granny. That you've never been better. degraded by the granny next door. No, I'm not into Man, being degraded. That she just does it. The suit claims McMahon later involved. <laughs> she doesn't other people, just do it. Other people in their sexual acts, including it's not a Nike commercial. This is not great for Vince. No, and he what he sold the whole thing. I guess yes. Some people think he sold before this got out, and I'm glad you I'm made probably your, the case. It's good that you made your Guatemalan reference beforehand because there's a young man named Sebastian Barrios in the Mariners farm system who will probably break the. Let's the streak. see. Let's see. That's he's six one, so height ain't an issue. No, no, that's that's unusual, but we'll see. I'm going to keep an eye on. <laughs> I'm going to un- keep an eye on him. You see what I'm doing playing the role of John? This is one. Of, if I don't win some award, radio for what, award for being John, it's an acting thing, but also like just channeling john this is one of my greatest efforts to be honest with you news of the weird coming up next and we have some weird stuff on tap for you 947 right here on espn 97.5 espn 97.5 because every day is children's day it was a baby she smothered her own baby time now for news of the weird with john and lance 
poop in your yard have you has that ever been a thing for you not recently but in our home in california it happened well um there's a man who has been left scratching his head after a woman was rage twerking at him after he asked her to stop her dog from pooing in his yard the man said we're sitting in our house and here's something outside the woman's in my two acre property looking for a dog just wandering around I came out and she found it. I say, this is becoming a frequent issue. Can you please keep your dog on your own lot? She walks off screaming, telling me and my kids to F off. I again tell her to get off my property. She gets to the street, bends over, and begins twerking on the road while slapping her her butt Okay. I call the property manager of the apartments, and apparently they're building a case to evict her. There's been many complaints from neighbors about her. They requested an email with details and pictures, and I sent it. So I guess you got a picture of, I don't know if it's the poo or the twerk, but I've never heard of, have you ever heard the phrase rage twerking? No, and if you twerk in the street, why is there a problem? Just, if it's a th- It was directed at him. Yeah, but it's in the street. It's not on your property if she's twerking. I know the poo is a problem and you're upset, but if she goes in the street and twerks angrily at you as if she's trying to assault you with her gyrations, what's the problem? Well, I don't know that you can... Yeah, he can't really build a case off of rage twerking. I think it's the poo thing in the yard. And the daughter apparently would put it in a bag and bring it back to her. Now, that's the gangster move. If you put a dog's poo back in a bag and bring it back to him, I'd imagine those people don't ever want it. Um, I've seen people do that with trash. When somebody throws stuff out of a car, and the guys come back and pick pick up the trash. And throw it. You're a... You're a sack of bleep if you just throw trash. Dude, you know wherever you're going, you can wait and yeah. throw your trash You don't trash need to can. toss it out of a window. Uh, the Which, animal rights group, PETA, have you ever heard of them, Del? I'm aware of PETA, yes. Well, they want to replace Punxsutawney Phil. Punxsutawney Phil, of course, uh, was the star of the movie Groundhog Day and also a groundhog that is used to forecast weather during the annual Groundhog Day celebration of Pennsylvania. Um, they want to replace him. Now, remember, if he sees his shadow... He runs in, and, it and it's basically if it's weeks? sunny, six more weeks of, of bad weather. But if he doesn't see a shadow, meaning it's it's dingy outside, then I, I guess winter ends early, whatever. They want to change it. Guess what they want to change it with? And this is so on what brand. I'm, I'm actually, I usually don't back anything PETA wants. Do but they I'm want a human being crawling out of the hole? No. They want to replace with a gold coin. What? Flip the coin. Coin boys? PETA wants to be they, coin PETA boys? PETA wants to become coin boys. Heads, we have six more weeks. Tails, we don't. The to coin be, has spoken. To be fair, the, po- the coin has spoken. The Pakistani Phil thing has always felt dumb to me. It has felt dumb to me. You know what doesn't feel dumb? Coin Deciding boys. things by a coin. Please do. I, I am with them there. Let's I'm flip a coin. Peter. Flip the coin. Keep the coin handy. Let's start making more decisions based on coins. Not just, I'm a big coin boy fan, but let's not just do it with the huge coin. Let's also do this for not just weather stuff, but also coaching decisions. Uh, play calling, uh, potentially whether or not we call timeouts. Maybe in, in, when the NBA goes to their stop in action, let's challenge it. Let's just slow it down. Instead of one of them has to be a coin, one of them has to be a coin challenge, where it's coin boy challenge. Uh, okay, Rockets ball. The coin has spoken. And you think the referees just get to flip a coin and determine? No look, no looking at the video. No, just yeah, that would speed the game up. You don't get to look at a video. It's just like, I want to challenge that. All right, coin is spoken. And you go straight coin boys on that one. Health officials warn against TikTok, TikTok D 
deep-fried toothpick trend. Uh, South Korean health officials <laughs> are warning the public not to eat deep-fried toothpicks so, after videos of the controversial practice my head hurts. started blowing up. This is not a product to eat, the Asian nation's so, Ministry of Food and Drugs deep said. deep-fried wood is what people are eating? Deep-fried... Or is it plastic toothpicks? Either one. So it's either deep-fried wood or deep-fried plastic. Well, th- okay, this is kind of weird. This is what they look like, and they compare them to... Those don't look like toothpicks. I know. They don't look like toothpicks. I probably would eat one of those. Are they bugs? That's why people say I'm Hodor. A popular YouTube creator who posts on the handle Two's Diary described the flavor similar to rice cakes. The bizarre pastime involved frying the oral hygiene accessories in oil so they puffed up and corkscrewed in a pan like a poor man's curly fry as seen in the videos. They're then adorned with powdered cheese and other seasons. You could totally. I'm not dressing up. This is like I'm not tacos. dressing up plastic or wood and eating it. There's a line. There has to be a line. But I bet you would eat it without knowing you're eating it. Yeah, if you fool me into thinking it's something else, I guess I would. But if I go into it knowing it's either the plastic ones or the or wood ones, the traditional ones, I'm not doing that. You know I don't what care what you called? do with it. This is called mukbang videos. You heard of mukbang? Yeah, I, I've heard of what, them. Tell people what mukbang you videos are. Isn't it when people... It's where people get on a bus. A and, bus? That's a, that's a different bang. Oh, okay. Oh, mukbang. Okay. Yeah. That's not... What are you talking about? Oh. You don't get on a bus for mukbang. It's like kind of ASMR stuff, right? Where they're eating different foods. They're, they're supposed to be gluttonous. And... They're gluttonous gastronauts. They eat excessive amounts of exotic foods for social media clients. They get on a bus. You are John. Except he wouldn't have no. He wouldn't have drawn that reference. He goes, "I don't watch I'm too porn." Quick. I'm so sharp. he wouldn't have done it. Nah, I'm too sharp. Are That's you it. happy? Are you proud of yourself? Oh, dude, we didn't call. Who? Five star. He calls us. That was the issue. I said he didn't fun? call us. No. Okay. He calls us. We never. See, call I'm us. not used to being in this John seat. Uh, I did a good job of channeling things John would say, but John usually keeps us a little more in line, and that didn't happen. But that's it. Thanks to Dell. Thanks to Sean Mapes. Coming up next, a man who called me the Little. station's biggest slob. And you know what? And Littlefinger. And Littlefinger. And you know what? He's wrong on only one of those counts. I'm Braun. You're Bran. You're Lance the Lame is what you are. Goodbye. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Pump it up. Come on, Digna. It's too small for the both of us. No, it isn't. Jump on, man. I'll give you a pump. Bye, bitch.